Hey, are you an upcoming bride this season? Or maybe you just know this will be true for you someday soon. In the wedding industry, we're faced with so much choice these days. Do you sometimes feel overwhelmed? (laughs) Yep, you're not alone, especially when it comes to deciding on your bridal look. My name is Amy, and this is my podcast, Unveiling Bridal Beauty. It's a full backstage pass into the world of bridal skin, hair, makeup, mind, and body, sharing my own expert advice and interviewing industry insiders. So hit the follow button and let's dive in to uncomplicate this bridal beauty business so that you can enjoy every minute of being a bride-to-be. Today's episode is with Zoe Wild from Tuesday Skin. She is a cosmetic skin clinic up in Kirikiri in the northern region of New Zealand. She's um, here to chat to us today about all of her treatment offerings and all of them specific to um, what she would suggest for a bride uh, or someone who has obviously a very special event uh, that takes a lot of time and planning for. So listen in, uh, you'll definitely learn a few things about um, the, some of the most popular treatments on the market. Um, and if you have any questions, just get in touch with us in the show notes below. Enjoy this episode today. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I am absolutely buzzing. I cannot wait to talk to you about your entire business model, where you came from, how you came about, why you are so pumped about doing what you do. Um, can you please let us know where to start with this amazing journey that you're on? Amazing. Thanks for having me. Um, I have been a registered nurse for 10 years now. And then I studied to be a cosmetic injector and I have been doing Tuesday Skin for about three years. Um, I'm really lucky because I did, I enjoyed nursing, but this is really my passion and I feel like I count my blessings every single day because it doesn't even feel like work. I just love what I do. I get so much satisfaction out of it and it's just fun. Um, I offer pretty much what I call the Tuesday trifecta, I would call it. Um, we do medical grade skincare, we do modalities, so microneedling and um, soon to be BBL Moxie laser um, and light therapy, and I do injectables. So I offer a bit of a trifecta there, and they all work really well together. Um, but yeah, I, I'm up in the far north here, and I started in Monganui with a little clinic. Um, just doing one day a week, hence the Tuesday Skin as the name. And then I branched out to Kiri Kiri where I started to get a really good client base and I've just now opened my second studio in Kiri Kiri, which is on a much bigger scale down here and just loving it. That's amazing. Do you have some staff working for you now or is it still just yourself? Or Yeah, so I have an admin girl who's working for me and I'm going to bring on a new therapist as well to offer more services to Kerry Kerry. Amazing. It's, it's such a huge step when you start getting staff and growing the business like that. It's amazing. Well done. Yeah. I um, 
I've known you a little while now and I just, I'm so excited to just chat to you a bit further and a bit deeper into some of the treatments that you offer because as you know, I'm a bridal hair and makeup artist um, and I wouldn't say I'm around, I've been around two decades yet because I'm not that old, but um, nearly two decades. And I just love that there are just so many options for brides these days. One of the number one concerns for a bride is what her skin is going to be like on the wedding day. If this is just this one day, they have to put a pin in the date. And so you can't just change your date if you have bad skin on the day. So I love to be able to share all the options with people because a lot of brides haven't considered a lot of things or they feel like they are just so far out because they don't know anything about it or they haven't started investigating or they've heard of things or their friends heard of things. So it's just really, this is where this whole podcast idea came from to just try and uncover some of the simple treatment. Ensure that it is functioning at its absolute optimal function. I mean, there's no point doing injectables or modalities, lasers, needling, if you don't have a healthy functioning skin barrier. Um, And if they have that, then great. You know, we can go on to the next step. But I always start with my clients at the skin. I feel like it's um, really important to start there opposed to skipping straight to injectables. So I have Dermavigils, which is a medical-grade skincare, and it's bespoke to all my clients. So they come in, and whether it's acne, rosacea, um, even some eczema, all that sort of stuff, we, we look at it as a holistic look and try and get their skin sorted before we do anything. So that would be my first protocol. And then I would be looking at some skin treatments depending, it all depends on what they want to achieve in that time and what their concerns are. If they're worried about a little bit of pigmentation or sun damage, broken veins, um, acne scarring is a big one for brides, I find. So stuff like needling and the BBL and the Moxie laser, um, that's, would be your next option and you're kind of you'd want to get one good treatment in if you've got seven months you kind of want to get one or two good treatments in and then maybe a maintenance one a month or two months out I think that would be probably safe you wouldn't want to be doing anything too close to the big day um but for something like the needling or the laser it just gives you that zhuzh that you need a month or two months out. And then with injectables, it's always best to start as soon as possible, as soon as you know if that's something you want to do. If we can have, you know, 12 to 10 months to start and find out what you like because it does take time to settle and to find out what you like for your skin and for your needs. Some people, you may get a treatment, say you've got your frown and your forehead done, you found your forehead too heavy and you didn't like it or you got around your crows done. I would have to say that's probably one of the major fears. Um, Sorry, Zoe, just to um, go back a little bit, because when I speak to a bride, probably one of the number one things she wants to have glowing skin. Mm -hmm. So that means whatever her her current, you know, skin issues are, whether it's like you say, sensitivities, dryness, eczema, uh, pigmentation, um, or just dull and dry skin. 
Um, and in New Zealand, everyone's skin is absolutely fried. I don't know why we don't wear enough sunscreen, but it's just fried. Um, so I think that's where obviously where we're going to start talking about the lasering and stuff. That's going to make huge improvements. So, yeah, glowing skin is what they want, even skin tone, um, not necessarily um, just with pigmentation, but with the texture of the skin. Mm. The texture of the skin is super important because when we go to put cosmetics on top of dry flaky bumpy skin you're still going to see that in person so I think that those are some of those earlier concerns when it comes to the actual skin texture and then like you say when it comes to uh, the injectables or Botox um, that is another fear of theirs where you know there's something they haven't done before but they feel like they know it's going to freshen up their face it's going to you know how do they know that when they go and see somebody they're going to be taken care of in a really you know, careful way. So they're not just going to have, like you say, a falling forehead or, you know, how do they manage that? I think what makes a good injector is somebody who listens to their client for sure. And it's really important to determine from that consultation. I have lengthy consults. I'm sitting here for like half an hour to an hour with my first time clients. And I really just want to, make sure I know what they want. Some people come to me and they're like, I want completely frozen. I don't want a line on my face. And that's okay. We, yeah, we can, we can do that. But then a lot of people come to me um, and I think this will be relevant to brides is they want, they want to still have some crows. They want to still have movement in their like lateral cheeks. They don't want to have their smile affected and not be able to express and animate themselves how they usually do. I think a big thing about weddings and being a bride is you want to look like yourself you know what I mean and that's why you do such a, a quite often you do more of a natural softer makeup look you're not doing you know it's these photos and these moments and these memories you're going to have forever so it's very important that um you take the time and even shop around and have a have the conversation with an injector and make sure you feel seen and you feel heard before going ahead with anything um yeah yeah, I, I actually find that sometimes you'll go, you, you know, sometimes we don't know what to say or what we want. Mm. Um, sometimes we need your advice. Um, and so, and then I suppose, you know, you may come across this as well. Someone says they want one thing, but then when they have it done, the reality is that's not what they wanted. But sometimes we do have to trial this. And this is exactly what you were saying about giving yourself plenty of time. So, you know, yes, my imaginary wedding is in March, but ideally you would like at least 12 months to start testing some of these things out and making, you know, making those little tweaks along the way, yeah? Yeah, so Botox itself, Botox, Zen and Disport, they all last a good three to four months. Some people get a long, lot longer out of out of them, um, but majority of people already are back to their normal muscle movement by about three to four months. So if you allow for a two good treatments, so seven months is probably good. You can get two treatments and a month out from your wedding in that time. Um, so the first treatment, you may get your forehead done and your crows, and you may think, oh my gosh, this is too heavy. I look too different. So then you go back to the same injector and you'll be like, okay, so I want it just a little bit softer and then we go from there. One thing I do is I, especially for my first timers, is I get them in and I treat them and I treat more conservatively to start and then I get them back in two weeks' time because tox isn't actually at full effect until two weeks' time and that's when it's all settled and we can really get a good um, gauge of the result. And so because I treat them more conservatively, we can make little touch-ups 
then at the follow-up if we need to. If you need a little bit more, it's you can always, you can add it, but you can't take it out. So if you were going to start, uh, you know, doing several of these treatments, is there an order in which you should be doing this? For instance, if you were going to go in with skin needling, which mm-hmm. I have had done three times and I probably wouldn't have it done again because I found it so painful. Um, But yeah, like it's in order. So for instance, if I've had my Botox done, can I have needling done sort of after that? Yeah, so one thing with the pain is we all have different ways of doing things and we all use different devices. So that just a little side note is there's lots of needling devices out there. So I do encourage everyone to do their research in what they're using and um, hopefully it is an FDA approved device and it doesn't have to be excruciating. Like, <laughs> I think I was having a real baby that day. It was just, yeah. yeah. Well, everyone has different pain thresholds as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a tricky one to gauge. But um, the order of how I would do things, like I said, is number one is have have good skincare, have a good foundation, lay the foundation for me to work on. And then I would probably do your first Botox treatment. That is would be my first thing to do. I would then get you back in two weeks' time and then we'd look at doing your follow-up for your Botox. And then I'd probably like to chuck in a little treatment then as well. If we could do some skin needling, if that's what you choose, that's when I'd probably do your laser as well if you wanted the BBR on the laser. Um, And then we'd look at how many treatments we could either get in before the wedding date or how many you wanted to do or or what concerns you want and how we're going to achieve them. So I'd go from there. And, yeah, that's how I would do it. So, so you, you've mentioned BBL and Moxie um, a couple of times. Um, what does BBL stand for, for anyone that doesn't know? I actually don't even know that. I haven't actually looked that up. It's a broadband light therapy, and it's huh. like it's kind of in the realm of IPL, but it's like the Rolls Royce of any light therapy. It is the best of the best. It's um, yeah, it's incredible. So. And then Moxie stands for. Moxie is a non-ablative like fractional laser. So um, BBL, think uh, treating brown spots, sun damage, and red to even out pigment and color tone correction of the skin. Also incredibly rejuvenating for your skin because it works on a molecular level to kind of trick your skin into thinking it's younger. So it is it's incredible. It's gold standard. Like I'm very excited to be bringing this technology to Kiri Kiri. Then the Moxie on top of it. So you can either do one or the other. Or you can do them both together. The Moxie is incredible because you can actually treat darker skin tones for melasma, which up until the, the BBL and the Moxie, you weren't we weren't able to treat darker skin tones. I think most people will know that with IPL and laser devices. So incredible for that. But with the Moxie, we think more texture and tone on the surface layers because it's a a type of fractional laser resurfacing device. Yeah. And when you give a consultation for for those two treatments, do you, you know, is it likely that you're going to have to have both of those treatments for optimal results or is someone likely only to need one of those treatments? Um. It, it honestly all depends on what they're wanting to achieve and what they're presenting with as well. If you've got just a little bit of sunspots and maybe a little bit of scarring and it's not too bad, definitely one would make a huge difference. I've got some incredible before and afters with just only one treatment. But, yeah, I mean, if it's it's deep, deep set in and years of damage, it may take a few more to lift. And then we recommend like a maintenance one once a year, which, which isn't too hard hard pass it's you know it's 
something nice and I think people really like it because it gives that glowing plump skin afterwards it's incredible yeah amazing um can we just talk about injectables for a little second there can you please talk about um for say we're talking about um our our bride again she is thinking about having some um, injectables in her face not botox but some sort of filler Mm -hmm. uh would be the commonly placed um areas for filler yeah so it all depends. I mean, you come in and you've got to do an intense facial assessment and, and usually, or more often than not, the client knows what they want, but there's often times that the client comes in they like they tell me that they don't like their side profile or they don't like a, something that's asymmetric on their face and, and, and they're focusing on this or that. So I do a full facial assessment. The common areas that I treat and I love to treat are chin, around the oral comms area, so the jawline as well, and just some mid-face rejuvenation, especially if you've got some, um, like, under-eye circles and some just some volume loss. It's all about, for the mid-face, it's rejuvenating and it's replacing the volume. It's taking up room under the skin, and it's giving lift and support to the lower areas. Um, but, yeah, chin, chin's a big one for me. I love the chin. I do a lot of lips. Um, but yeah, love doing chin and jaw for the bride. Put a cheek contour. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what's your opinion on, um, the term preventative injectables, uh, preventative treatment of wrinkles and things like that? Because I've heard conflicting, you know, um, opinion on this. Some people say, yeah, start early and it prevents blah, 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 you know, prevents wrinkles other people say you know if it's a deep set wrinkle it's going to be there for life there's no preventative way around it you know if someone's looking to get married in the next five years you know or should people be starting just that little bit earlier than they think or is that just nonsense so there is a lot of conflicting information I was actually just watching a video on this last night but um the, big, the way I describe it is Botox doesn't work miracles. It can't get rid of pre-existing lines. What it can do is it can soften them and definitely stop them from getting worse. So to me, I use the analogy of a piece of paper and like the muscles underneath, right? And so the muscle is constantly folding the piece of paper and that's what a wrinkle is essentially. If we're continuously folding it, the muscle movement underneath is making the wrinkle and we're going to get some deep set lines in there. If we stop that muscle movement underneath the skin, it's going to give the skin a break. If you have pre-existing lines, it's going to soften them and give your your skin a chance to... um, have that cellular renewal and to just kind of soften the existing line um if I think it depends on the age of the client and depends what they're presenting with as well I mean Botox for a young client like baby tox is sometimes so unnecessary if they're not seeing lines that are staying. I usually say to my clients, my younger clients, if you're noticing those lines staying when you're not animating, say a perfect example is the forehead lines. That's a big one for people with their foundation. If when you're relaxed, there's no lines there, you you probably don't need it, you know. But if you're starting to see the little creases and your foundation's getting stuck in them, that's a good time to come in and start. Um So it all depends on the severity of the fine lines and wrinkles, really. It's case by case if you want to start before. I I think everyone should catch it at the right time, you know, and and the whole idea is not 
changing how you look. It's kind of just about aging more gracefully and giving your skin a break, not ignoring it with those with that muscle movement. Oh, I 100% agree, and I was just going to mention that before that you know wrinkles are okay. Like they, our eyes move all the time. This is something that's you know people are commonly worried about when their eye makeup goes on or when they're putting on their own at home um, when I do makeup lessons with people. So the eyes move, you know, there's... there's last thing I treat because they are people's happy lines and they, I'm, I'm not wrinkle averse. I love what I do, but I, I'm just here to, for what the client wants, you know, and if they say to me, I don't want to do my crows, I'm like, I admire that because your crows show years of laughs. You know, like, 100%. Yeah. I suppose it's the angry lines I don't want. I, I don't want angry lines on my face. And I even when I do funny ones from my kids. Yes. Even when I do do crows, I, I tend to treat, like I said, more conservatively because we can treat your squinting muscle, but we can never actually relax the whole lower part of your face. So you're always going to make some lines there anyway. But with the frown, I'm like, no one really needs to frown. You can, you can sort that out. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, there was one other thing I just wanted to see if you could give us a bit more um, information on. Well, actually, I'm personally very interested in it. Um, I know that you, I think it was Derma Vigils, is that the knit brand um, that you stock? Yeah. Is it the same brand that you, because I know that you do custom foundation colors and some other makeup um, in studio. So can you tell us a little bit more about this custom foundation shade thing? Because I think that is hot. Like this, this is amazing if I could whip up my own foundation colors for people and sell them I totally would oh my god you would love it you should come to my studio and watch some I, oh I think, I think I should <laughs> do makeup day so yes. Derma Vigils has this incredible like technology where it's called DMS base and that's derma membrane structure so you think of a healthy liquid profile of the skin they've got it in it in a jar basically and so when we work so hard to protect our skin um, heal our skin barrier and and you know heal potentially like acne and disorder and concerns like that it pains me when my clients then go and put makeup on that contains emulsifiers preservative fragrances like it's just it's very contradictory. So what we do here is I have the de- the Derma Vigils Deco range and it's using the Derma Membrane Structure Base Cream and it's got the mineral pigment in it. And another like cool thing about that is no, no one's just one foundation shade. All of my friends and everyone I know, most of my clients mix foundations together. So this is I, can, I don't have like a whole 20,000 colors. I mix you're mixing that. I mix all my colors for every single client I have. It's always yeah. custom. Yeah. So what I have is a little scale. I have the white base with the derma membrane structure in it, and I have a sheet instructing me on how to make the base colors, and then I have free reign. So it li- it's literally like making paint with a mineral pigment, and I'm squirting it in. You would have seen some videos. I've got them on my Instagram. And then um, I'm measuring each one, and I'm mixing it up like paint, mixing it up. And it's – it's it's got a good coverage. It's like it's a medium coverage product, and you can make it you can make it as um, thicker as you want. You know, in terms of coverage, more more full coverage with the mineral powders that we've got for like setting it. I've got a bronzer as well. Those are less customizable, but I mean, there's a, there's a broad range of them. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to definitely come up and get grab some because I think that's amazing. I also like just personally have some for myself and my own kit. Yeah. Um, and I think that there'd be a lot of people interested in that day to day because actually quite commonly people come uh, for their bridal previews or a makeup lesson with me. And um, when it comes to, you know, doing their makeup, they the difference between the makeup that I apply is it's going to last for 18 hours. So it is usually, it's not the stuff that I would ever recommend that they would be wearing day to day, you know, um, potentially they're in a long standing role where they have to look good all day long, every day. It's not very often. Um, people usually got enough time to go and touch up their makeup, but that's really the difference. I guess, you know, the, the longer it stays on, the more stuff it's got in there to stay on. Yeah, um, importantly, on a wedding day, it needs to stay good from the morning when we apply it right the way through till sometimes, you know, like 12 or 1 in the morning and she's been dancing all over the dance floor and she's sweating it up, Yeah, you know, so it has to stay really, really good. That's but right. I always recommend that they have stuff, you know, at home that's way more gentle and more natural and less chemicals, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll forgive it for the special occasion, for sure. And on my wedding day, I still looked just as good the next morning, so. No, don't tell me that. I was not going to say that because I know that people, they send me messages and I'm like, you are supposed to wash your face before you go to wash. And they're like, no, but I look just as good today. And then they carry on and even their hair will still be the same, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing that with us. Like, I... Feel like we only touch the surface on these topics like I think that someone who is really interested in any of these um, treatments should get in touch with you so I definitely want to make sure that we have all the links in the show notes for anyone that's really interested in getting in touch with you mm-hmm. um, is the best way for them to reach out like through like social media or do you want them to phone the studio yeah I mean social media is great um, I hang out on Instagram quite a bit uh, but they can email me or call me, um, make sure I've got all my details or just come in and book in for a consultation. I do free consults. And like I said, that's where I really get down to the nitty gritty and can cater it to each client, you know, each individual. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll make sure that we've got those links in down below. Um, and if somebody reaches out to me, I'll put them onto you. And yeah, I, I can't, I would love to maybe have you back one day so we can dive deeper into some of the treatments a bit more um, individually. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Really Cannot wait for this launch for BBL and Moxie. Um, so stay tuned, everyone, to Instagram for Zoe's announcements. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Zoe. Bye. I hope today's episode has brought you some great insights and things to think about in your own bridal beauty journey. Please check the podcast notes for any links or downloads shared. If you love what I'm curating for you, then please share a review and hit follow and subscribe to the show. I'm Amy, and I'll see you guys next week.